0: Welcome to the Church Fails podcast, where we bring our failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. In this episode, we're going to talk about our own experience battling the stress of the pandemic. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade. I'm the creator of Collaborate Worship and the lead pastor at No Limits Church. And my name is Dylan. I'm the creative director at Collaborate Worship and the worship leader at No Limits Church. So when the coronavirus made its premiere in the U.S., This past, like I think it was February, into February, Mm -hmm. life was kind of flipped on its side. Like the way we've been doing church, canceled. And then, like, we were working on some new training for Collaborate Worship, Mm -hmm. and it was all of a sudden irrelevant. (laughs) Cancelled. Not canceled, but. (laughs) Cancelled. We ain't doing it now. Put it on hold. (laughs) Put it on hold. It's irrelevant for the time being. I believe it'll come back because what we were creating was something for live sound, you know, for churches to do for the people in the room and there's nobody in the room now. So it'll be back. What do you do? So I remember like we spent the first few weeks of this trying to press in like, we'll just keep doing the course anyway. And then, you know, you get into it and you're like, well, you know, maybe that's not the best use of our time considering it doesn't really make sense right now. So it became really stressful Mm -hmm. because we kind of had these plans that just didn't matter anymore. And I also felt like quite a bit of pressure at church because, you know, as the lead pastor of the church, it's like most of us wanted to, most of the pastors across the country, I imagine, wanted to press through and just keep having church anyway. We're not going to let the virus get us down. We're going to keep meeting. And that's what we were all saying the first week. And then, you know, things progress and, it went downhill pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to be live streaming. You know, that's like what we all had to say. Yeah. It changed every single day for a week. I remember that. Yeah. Like every single day was a different uh, d- direction, I guess. Yeah. And I remember that being part of my message every week. If you guys want to know what's going to be going on next week at church, I don't know either. So <laughs> yeah. you're just going to have to wait and find <laughs> out. Good times. So here we are, though. What are we? Six weeks later. Next week, our state, we're in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm has given us the green light to open up the doors of our church again. So on Sunday, May 3rd, I think is what it's going to be. We can have people in the room. We need to follow physical distancing guidelines and things like that. But I'm pretty excited you know, to at least be taking those steps to getting back to usual. Mm-hmm. Even though we're not going to get back to usual, it's going to be different. And some good things have happened. But we wanted to take this episode and... I'm going to talk about my own stress and how I dealt with it in this episode. And then we're going to do another episode where Dylan talks about his point of view. So where should we start? I don't know. You wrote your own notes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let me just kind of rewind in my mind here. Six weeks. And at first, it really wasn't that overwhelming. Like it's like, okay, We're going to live stream now. We've been thinking about doing this anyway. So this is a good opportunity to go ahead and try it out. You and I work in digital marketing and we've been live streaming for our clients for years now. So we already had some equipment and stuff like that set up. The difference is it had been like webinar type live streams where it's just two people talking Mm -hmm. and this is like church with music and all that kind of stuff. So it was different. So we had to figure all that out. And at first, you know, both you and I were just like, okay, let's let's just do this, figure it out. We strip back the worship band to just an acoustic and a vocal to make it simple for the first week. And we talked about this in the first podcast or the first episode of this podcast, how our live streaming progression has been over the last six weeks. And the first week was, was you know, decent, except for the, the live streaming platform crashing. And so it's just one thing after another, it just kind of built up like it was going well, but then like there's these things that need to be fixed. And that's like adding stuff onto my schedule, which was already a busy schedule. Because not only, you know, am I doing stuff for Collaborate Worship and leading the church, we also have one main client that we work for, which is a wellness clinic here in Tulsa called Functional Medical Institute. And for them, they do a what's called a dinner talk once a month. And that's how they get new patients into their clinic. Obviously, you can't bring a group of people of 50 people together for dinner anymore. So we had to figure out stuff for them too. Like, how are we going to shift all this stuff? Which meant like writing new software, which was my job and, and checking all the emails that were going out and make sure they correlated to a webinar instead of a dinner and, and all this stuff. So it was mm-hmm. just all this stuff piling on top of one another. And then the church live stream, like kept just having problems that needed to be fixed one after another. Like the stream's not working. The internet's going down. We're trying to figure out the sound stuff. And then I was doing good, thought I was handling it, and then I can remember my day off is on Monday. I think it was two or three weeks into this. It was Sabbath, and I was spending time with the family, and that's when I found out that like my wife had been struggling because I was just so preoccupied with everything else that was going on and kind of regressed into this striving for perfection, which is something that I used to do that I'd gotten away from, but it's amazing how fast you can retract back to old habits. And I was actually listening to a podcast or something where they talked about in times of crisis, those old habits like to spring back into action. You don't even realize that it's happened to you. That's exactly what happened to me. Like I was striving after perfection let's get this right. Let's do this. And I was probably putting pressure on you and putting pressure on everybody else around me. Like, we just got to get this right. You know? And I was in a hurry to get it right as if it was going to happen overnight. But my breaking point was whenever I realized that my family was suffering because I was striving after perfection. Once again, I remember going to bed that night, like defeated. We were working so hard, like in the church stuff and in the sherwood stuff and and i didn't feel like i was making progress anywhere i spent in all this effort it didn't seem like anything was turning of it other than the fact that like now my family is upset with me because i'm preoccupied and not giving them any attention or any of my energy or anything like that so i went to bed defeated and i remember waking up the next morning got up for my quiet time i was spending time with the lord I remember the Holy Spirit just speaking to my heart, like the, the negative thoughts that you have about yourself are welcoming darkness into your life. And I didn't realize it, but I had been negatively thinking about myself like the whole time. Like I should have had this figured out already. I should have had resources out to everybody at Collaborate Worship on how to live stream and, and how to do these things. And I hadn't got that out there yet. And I was frustrated with myself that it just wasn't going right. Like I wanted it to. But somehow I'd forgotten. I don't know how I forgot this, but I couldn't do it on my own anyways. Although I was trying to do it on my own. Once again, old habits. I used to try to do everything on my own. And then I think it was a couple of years ago, I had the revelation of the whole power, God's power working in you thing. It's like, this isn't me. This is God. And if I submit myself to his power, then that's what's going to make this work. And I'd gotten to that point where... I got myself out of the way. God worked through me. I'm your vessel. I'm going to do what you called me to do. I'm not going to strive for perfection. I'm going to, you know, pursue excellence and those kind of things. But it's it's different, and um, it's almost instantaneous in that moment. Like once the Holy Spirit revealed that to me, it was just freedom, instant freedom. Like, Oh my gosh, why have I been trying to do this by myself? And like, I just made the decision like right in that moment that I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going back to letting God's power work in me, Like as a partnership, I'm not going to do this by myself anymore. And I love that about God. Like you like wander off and for two weeks or however long years or whatever. And you think it's going to take that long for you to get back to him, but he's just like right there. Like he's just near. And it's so awesome. So something I wrote down here is like, you're not enough on your own but with God, you're more than enough. And that's a truth that we all need to remember in times of crisis or like when times are going well, like as long as if we're partnering up with God, letting his power work through us, like that's when we're gonna fulfill our purpose in this world. Mm-hmm. It's not about trying to impress people or, or any of that. So I hope this has brought freedom to somebody who may be going through the same stuff. Like maybe you're eight, weeks into this now of live streaming and you still don't like your live stream mix or you feel like you should be further down the road, like just find the rhythms of grace and rest in God, find that place of rest. I believe we, we can pursue excellence and be in a place of rest at the same time. That's a little bit tricky to navigate. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine there's also a lot of people that that work full time like you do and then are pastoring or are worship leaders at the church. And so obviously that's a lot to juggle because church has become increasingly busy here lately with figuring everything out. So what do you think you would say to those kind of people that are in that position? It's just finding what's most important and putting your focus on that. Because I imagine there's probably a lot of stuff in your schedule that needs to go. And it's amazing how a pandemic or a crisis will reveal those things. Because all of a sudden you have to shift your focus into something else, something new and then, but you can't keep doing everything else because you only have so much time in your schedule. And I have small kids too. I have I have three kids, ages four and under. So I have to stick to my work schedule eight to five. Like I can't put in these extra hours because my wife has been home with the kids all day and like she needs my support. And so I'm not gonna leave her hanging and pretend that work is more important than her. I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. Like what's more important, work or my family? Well, your family is. And I know it's tough to say no but you're going to have to say no to some things. And that's what I would say. Like, you got to learn what to say no to. Something that's been really eye-opening for me is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So before you say yes, just take a minute to think, what am I saying no to? If I say yes to this extra job, am I saying no to my family? Am I saying no to building a relationship with my kids? Like, what am I saying no to? Because it brings clarity and helps you make that decision. Mm -hmm. Leaving as deep as like, if I'm saying yes to watching Netflix for three hours mm-hmm. a day during this quarantine or probably more for most people's uh, example, but like, what do you say no to that? You could be spending that time more wisely doing, you know, it's true. I remember you talking about you, you sent out an email to the whole church and that's actually when I first heard about all this, you didn't share any of it with me before that, but you talked in the email about mourning the loss of your routine. You didn't really hit on that very much think that's that's a pretty hard thing for most people especially someone that's so routine oriented like you so how'd you deal with that like adjusting your routine i can actually remember that day where i came to that realization that like i'm gonna have to like have a funeral here for my plan because i'm one that plans out the whole year i had a year a plan for 2020 and some things i wanted to do planned out into quarters and then every week i sit down and i plan out my week and i am still trying to do that like pushing into my weekly plan, but kept running into roadblocks because this was like a day-to-day thing. Like I could no longer plan a week at a time because I'd plan that week out and then something would come in that I would have to prioritize instead. And then it'd mess up my whole schedule and frustrate me. And so I remember sitting down in my office, looking at my planner. And I was just like, okay, this is not going to work anymore. Like I know that I spent hours planning out my year. But I can't follow that plan anymore. I have to I have to start something new. And I just had to sit there in the quiet for a minute and just kind of look at it and be like, I'm sorry to say goodbye, but goodbye. <laughs> and I remember messaging you that day about the, the new course that we were working on for Collaborate Worship and saying, hey, I know we've been pushing into this, but we're going to put it on hold now because we got other things to do. Yeah, it made sense to me though, so... <laughs> Nice. Goodbye, plan. (laughs) And now I'm kind of afraid. Not really afraid, but do I plan again? Like how far in advance should I be planning right now? And I've actually still been taking it just a day at a time. Like I still use my weekly planner and I still have like a queue of tasks that I need to do, usually within a week's period of time. But I no longer like plan it out through the days because I know that at any moment something could come up that is more important that needs to get done. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just plan it a day. I'm to a day at a time right now. I pick my top three tasks for the day, go after them. I actually had a really good week this last week, and for the first time since this started, reached the finish line of everything that I needed to do for the week. So nice. that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, going better, a lot better. So I mean, that was like, so that was two weeks into this coronavirus that I had my breaking point. I thought I had more stamina than that to do it on my own, but I didn't. So a little embarrassing to admit. But luckily it happened that fast for me. So, you know, the last four weeks I've been doing this with knowing the fact that God's power is working in me, that he has a a good plan for this, that he's gonna work this out, taking it a day at a time, and that I've been at peace, like I've been calm. And it's so nice. Glad to be back in that place and glad that I could just like slap right back into it. So that's my story. Hopefully it encouraged you if you're striving for perfection, if you're struggling that you had to say goodbye to your plan that you had for the year, just know you're not alone, but know it's okay to let it go. Have a funeral if you need to. Have a grieving moment. You can go bury it in the backyard if you need to. Whatever you got to do to move on. But that's my story. And if there's anything that we'd like you to do after this podcast, it'd be to subscribe. Subscribe. That's how we can let you know about future episodes that come out. We're going to talk, uh, continue to talk about our failures, bring them out into the open, because we know that'll help you. It's tough for us, anybody, to talk about their failures. It's tough for me sometimes to talk about where I've gone gone wrong. But I, once you get it out there, you realize that it helps people. So that's what we're doing. We're helping you to realize that failure is a, is a normal part of the process. You can learn from it, and God can make you better from it. And That's awesome. So we'll catch you in the next episode.